This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. I'm Tony Tolado. Actor Tracy Birdsall is an actor who is a physical fitness expert and is never afraid of getting her hands dirty in films like Evolution War. Vintage interview from 2018. Tracy Birdsall is a prolific actor, starring in many indie SF projects of late, including the comedy Who's Jenna? We spoke a few years ago, and now we catch up about her playing Angel D in Evolution War. Here's our conversation. Well, so you're working with Neil Johnson again, uh, your, your guy, so that's always nice. Um, Evolution War. You know, sci-fi has a theme of man versus machine. But in this mm-hmm. case, uh, Angel D, your character, actually works with machines against something even worse than the machines themselves. Exactly. Creatures. Giant creatures, actually. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, it's quite fun to film. So tell me about her. I mean, she is doesn't have exactly the best past in the world or universe, and mm-hmm. uh, she's kind of a disgraced person. So kind of tell me what she's like, and then how you approached playing her. Well, she's, she's actually a, a very kind of a fascinating person because in her past, she was a famous musician that had, you know, failed big time, right, which is the top of her game. And um, so she became a starship mechanic, kind of where her personality developed. So she, she, she has, you know, she has a chip on her shoulder. And she's, she's got amazing capabilities and stuff like that, which come to, come to good use. And I would say that my approach to play her was to play her differently than any character I've ever played, which is something I always try to do. I try mm-hmm. to isolate how they move and which facial muscles they use and stuff like that. She was she's dark, you know. She's she's, she's actually quite a dark character, and and that's part of what I what I liked about her. I don't have a lot of darkness in my life, and so I was able to kind of feel what it felt like. To be, you know, I I would say the, you know, the almost a villain inside of this film, mm-hmm. and um, everybody's against her. You know, so it was, it was very, it was kind of an isolating role where, yeah, yeah, where you're 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 focused on the fact that there aren't any other humans that you can count on, and and it was fascinating. And some of the locations we used, because of course we go to Mars in this film, so that mm-hmm. was really fascinating. Some of the locations you actually felt like you were there, which. I, I don't know how Neil finds these places. <laughs> but there's a lot of physical action in this film. I'd say a lot more than Rogue Warrior. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was challenging, but it was fantastic. Oh, cool, cool. More with Tracy Birdsall in a moment. Did she get to fire off any cool guns? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I actually have a scar on my arm from one of them. <laughs> oh. oh, that's not good. <laughs> well, you know, when when I when I live my roles, they're so real to me. Yeah. And... I'm always saying to Neil, I wish I knew how to do this without it like being real to me because you know, the kick of the gun and stuff like that, it just like kind of wore a, a hole in my arm for a while there. I go, I wish I could be like other actors and just go out there and make it look good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I can't. You know, it, it sounds challenging. The aliens are, are large and they're robots. So how much of them were on screen and how much of them were, were actually, how many of them were actually there? Or are you dealing with something that's not there when you're filmed? You know, it's, it's, it's a really good question. Um, a lot of the machines were were real. But after doing Rogue Warrior, where I got so used to working opposite Hoagland, and we literally carried Hoagland everywhere we went, 
So Neil was like, well, you don't need them physically there because you, you know, you, it's unless I was touching them or something or unless I, you know, was fighting with them, they weren't physically there. It all had to be in my imagination that I'm a big kid. I have a big imagination. So it was, I would say in a lot of ways, it was, it was just as good for me because I could imagine it in my mind and I knew what I was, I knew what I was fighting, whether it be the creatures or, or dealing with the machines. And so, you know, I didn't have any problem going there in my imagination. And how long was the shoot for you? Well, it was supposed to be um, <laughs> like a three weeks. <laughs> exactly. It's Neil, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's supposed to be like a three-week shoot, um, which is a huge improvement from the three years we put into the Time War. But it's probably grown to about, I don't know, five and a half, six weeks, I'd say, with all the pickup shots and things like that. Mm, wow. Did you? Sh- I guess for, for Mars, you probably shot somewhere in the desert, I would think. We did, we did, in a couple of different deserts, and in some caves, of course, you know, underground and stuff, which we, we love to go underground, <laughs> and um, and that's where the creatures are initially living, but then uh-huh. when they come up, you know, they come up later and take over the earth, it's a fascinating storyline, I loved the script when I first read it. Now, did Neil uh, beforehand show you sketches of what everything was going to look like? He did. He did. Um, and then the physical things, of course, I saw what they were going to look like. And then there's, you know, there's always a lot of discussion about it and stuff like that because you have to be able to react accordingly. I mean, I even knew how they moved and things like that. So it, it made it easier. Who's in the movie with you? Talk about some of your castmates. Okay. Well, uh, Brooke Lewis is oh, in it. Yes. And she's wonderful. We had a blast working together. Marilyn Gigliotti's in this one, too. She was in Rogue Warrior as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a really great spoiler I can't tell you about her character. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony Gibbons, who played, uh, was the voice of Hoagland, actually is in this as a character named Cyrus. Um, there's a couple of cast members we're going to announce right before it comes out. Mm-hmm. We haven't announced yet. I don't know why. I just have rules. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Um, Deshani Miller is her first feature film. Mm-hmm. But we, we have such a hard a hard time casting the role of travesty. We've gone through so many different people, and so finally we decided let's not look at credits, let's not look. Let's just see who you know does the best job at the audition. And and she's she's you know she's a flourishing actress. She's extremely talented. She doesn't have much time under her belt yet, but and she's young. You know she's got time, but she was great as travesty. Cool. And then we have um, you know clones and things like that too, and we have. You know, the uh, the Nephilim creatures, which were played by several different actors. We had whole groups of, of them. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different things. Wow, that sounds cool. Now, when Neil goes to post, do you go along with him to see how things are shaping together? I try to stop by when I can and, and poke my nose in and just so I have <laughs> an idea. Because when I see it, it's always so different than how I imagined it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that's literally where the film comes together. I, even though it's indie, I'm sure it, he tries to pick the best take he can and, and then put it all together so that, it, you know, it's it flows, the story flows, and and especially the action sequences flow, too. So it's it's all got to, that's where it all is it built, really. Uh, you know, it's amazing as, as, as actors, we don't really sometimes pay enough attention to the fact that the scenes are really made in the editing room. You know, especially when you're dealing with actions inside. I mean, of course, you have to give them the raw material to work with. But that's really, that's really where it all comes to fruition. Now, I did just get permission to tell you who else is in the film. Actually, I was texting uh, him while we were. <laughs> so, okay. I'm like, can I? Mention that? 
Yeah, so we actually have um, Jazz Crawford in this film also and uh, William Kircher in this film also. Oh, wow. Totally different roles than what they played before, but, you know, it's funny, our our sales rep loves those actors. So it's like <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And there's a great fight scene with me and, and Daz in it, too, which you can imagine that was a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, who, do you have a fight choreographer, or do you guys kind of stage it yourselves? Well, we kind of know, you know, it's, 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 a, it's written out, but then you kind of, you know, both Daz and I have both, you know, um, fought before, so it's like it, it's written out, but then, then we adjust it mm-hmm. once we get to the location and on set and we see what we have to work with. Now, with you and Neil, I would think by now you have like almost a uh, um, an unwritten language. You you can look at each other and you know whether the take is good or you need to do something else kind of thing. You know, I, we do, and we kind of can, and he, he knows where he can push me and he knows that that I'll never say no. You know, it's one of those things. I mean, I probably ran at least 50 to 100 miles in the film. I just ran <laughs> like crazy. But, but he kind of knows, and he, and he knows, you know, how to crank my emotions. And, and he's a very skilled director, which is one of the reasons I love working with him. And and so I think that's why I like this film so much better than uh, Rogue Warrior, even though I love Rogue Warrior, is because, it's even deeper because then he, you know, working together, he knows that he can write stuff that's more complicated and that I'll put the effort out in order to bring that alive for him, which is, which is great. It's a, it's a really good working relationship. Cool. So when is uh, Evolution War going to be available? And not that, not that long. Um, should be, should be available by the end of summer, actually. Oh, cool. And is it going to be an on-demand kind of thing or is it going to be in some selected theaters? Um, well, Rogue Warrior has select theaters, and we were through Sony, and, and so if if we decide to go with Sony in this one, I would guess that it would still have physical media, but physical media is drying up, so until until the film's done and, and is submitted, then we won't really know how it'll come out, but, but I would guess we'll have physical media still. Yeah, I mean, the demand market is has is, is grown a lot. I mean, that's kind of the way people take in their content these days anyway is when they want to see it. And it really is. It really, I mean, I, I run into people all the time with the comedy uh, who's Jenna that just got released in April, I think it was. People all the time, they're like, oh, I saw it on demand, I saw it on demand, and I'm amazed how many people, you know, didn't buy the physical media on that one but watched it on demand. With Rogue Warrior, I think because it was science fiction and science fiction fans love to have that physical media in their mm-hmm. hand. You know, they have collections. But, but I did notice that the you know the more mainstream comedy that that you know even though it's available on physical media that everybody that's mentioned to me that they saw it and that they enjoyed it watched it on demand. Yeah, it's a very lucrative market actually, and and uh, you know it's it's a billion dollar market. So I mean it's something definitely not to ignore. It's also a great outlet for independent film too. You don't have to uh, you know essentially work with a major distributor, just somebody that can set up the, uh, di- the distribution rights for the uh, on-demand, and the money comes mm-hmm. in. So it's, uh, a- and that means future films, too, so that's a good thing. It's really yeah. amazing how it's all changed, you know, really. Has. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Well, everything's changed so fast. Yep. I can't even believe it. Just in the last few years, even. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a, a few, there's something I want to talk to you about called The Gods of War, and this is for television? Is that... Uh, and I know you're involved for, in front and yeah, behind the camera too. Yeah, that's for that's for television, and um, it's looking like 
the Time War is probably going to end up, because it got to be such a massive film, yeah. and it's looking like that's probably going to end up as television also, because it's in, in its rough cut version, it's more than eight hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's huge. We filmed that thing in all different countries all over. The, I mean, it's just it's a massive undertaking. But So I'm, I'm thinking that probably with both the Gods of War, and which is actually set in the same universe as Rogue Warrior, Evolution War, and even his previous films, Starship Rising and Starship Apocalypse, those were set in the same universe too. Mm. So so that's going to spin off. I, I think television is really, you know, as you're talking about on demand and stuff, I think it's really going to be the future of everything. Yeah. People like to binge watch. Yes, <laughs> they do. They absolutely do. And that's the yeah. way to go. I do it. We'll have more with Tracy Birdsall in a moment. You know, really, the only thing to watch live is news and sporting events, to be honest. I mean, that, if I'm yeah. honest about my viewing habits, that's the way I view things. So I rarely uh, view something when it airs anymore. It's like, well, I, I'm, I want to go out that night, or I got something else going on. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch it on demand. Or we missed an episode. I'll even do that with, with award shows. I'll just mm-hmm. go on later on and see what people wore and stuff like that because it's, I don't want to sit through the whole broadcast. That's exactly so, true. That is so true. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you, you don't want to sit through the whole Oscars. Just catch the highlights the next day and, and you're, and you're fine. And you don't have exactly. to lose any sleep over it, you know. As, I know. <laughs> as we do on the East Coast. Okay. Um, and you know it's funny you should mention that because I thought about releasing that on demand. It was it was a film that I did. I, I I did that that silly thing that actresses sometimes do, and I and I took a few years off. <laughs> and so when I got when I got back to L.A., I was amazed at how many people like weren't in the same offices, and mm-hmm. you know my phone my phone was not ringing off the hook. In order to change that, I wanted to do something. You know, I produced that, I wrote it. And I wanted to make something that would kind of put me back on the map. And that came out and it won awards like all over the world. And New Zealand, Mexico, mm-hmm. I got Best Film at uh, Gia in New York. I mean, just all over the place. And, and that was kind of, I used it as a springboard in order to get more work going. Yeah. And um, I actually, I mean, a lot of people have seen it, but it's actually not released besides that. And I just thought, I would say like six months ago, I have a couple of films that haven't been released, but I own the rights, so I've been thinking about releasing those on digital media because of the same reason that you talked about. That's how people are watching things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Th- there's definitely a stat that people going out to the movies has dropped. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the cost involved. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's uh, a family of four going to the movies is expensive, and then feeding that family of four while you're at the movies is expensive. So, it's true. So this way you can sit at home, order a pizza, and then mm-hmm. the availability of big screen TVs. I have one, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you, a lot of movies look good on it. So They really do. I mean, to be honest, Movies look good on a laptop too. I mean, they just they look they just look good. Yeah, yeah. And um, I went to go see Mad Max Fury Road mm. the day before it was supposed to be released in theaters. I was um, shooting his Jenna out in New Jersey, and um, Brian Millard, one of the crew guys, and he's also a friend of mine. We use him on our films too. And um, we went to go see the movie, and I'm so used to going to the you know movies like that out here in L.A. And we showed up. There were only like 
four other people in the theater. Mm. <laughs> I was like, wow, how is this even possible? He goes, no, that's how it is here. So yeah. I think that you started seeing it in places like that before here. I mean, the last, I, I'll, I'll go see Star Wars in a movie theater when it first comes out, but Infinity War, I'm still waiting on that. I'm still waiting on pretty much everything for it to come out digitally. Yeah, yeah. Infinity War was good. I think you'll enjoy, I think you'll enjoy it. I liked it. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. just try to avoid spoilers if you can, because it's, people are arguing back and forth about that one, so. Oh my gosh, and my daughter won't stop talking about it. I'm like, no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. So, uh, as we tape this, Comic Con has not come, uh, come and went. So you're planning to do that, and I guess you'll be there to meet your fans and sign things and stuff like that? We will, and then we do a lot of press while we're there, too. Yeah. It's, it's, Comic-Con's not what it used to be for me, because I used to be able to run around and geek out. Yeah. And instead, it's like I have these, like, very strict schedules of having to be here and having to be there and meeting this person, meeting that person, and then the signings and stuff like that. And I absolutely love it, but it would just be so much fun to go back to being a fly on the wall at a Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's like, because I'm, I'm, I'm running around myself. I'm bouncing from one press room to the other, and I... I think I, 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 this year, I, realistically, I'll probably walk the floor Wednesday night, take some pictures and footage, and then, uh-huh. uh, maybe go back <laughs> Sunday, but it's like you get, you get in there and it's so crowded by then that it is. you just, you're like, I gotta get out of here. I can't take it, you know? It is. It's so crowded, but it is so much fun. It is fun. <laughs> it is fun. It, it is. And I love meeting the people who have watched the films and oh, appreciate yeah. them. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with Comic Con, I literally look forward to it and dread it at the same time. <laughs> it really is something like that. It's like, hey, I'm going. It's like, oh God, I'm going. <laughs> I know, I, I know this feeling. I do, but I, but I absolutely love it when I'm there. I'm just exhausted when I get home. Me too. I have to literally uh, detox from Comic Con when I get home. Yeah. And uh, you get there Wednesday, and you go, hey, I got the whole convention ahead of me, and then you blink, and it's Sunday, and you're. You're getting ready to go home, so. And I, I always think it's funny how the end of the first day, I realize I haven't really seen anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So we'll see, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, so I guess the next thing to look for for you would be Gods of War. Is that gonna be the next thing that's gonna be that you know that hasn't shot yet, kind of thing? Yeah, that's the next that's the next production thing, and then as soon as Evolution War is out, it's gonna take some effort to get the Time War series out through post because it's a massive undertaking. Yeah. But and then that'll be the next thing to be released for me and then um, focusing on Gods of War. Mm-hmm. So do you, um, after Comic-Con, do you go to work on something or do you, are you going to take some time to relax a little? You know, we're talking about um, doing some production in both England and Bulgaria. Wow. And we have to go to Bulgaria because we're some of the music for this film is being done there, so so that's going to be our next our next excursion is is post production stuff for the for the Evolution War. Nice. And then I would imagine we probably won't be starting on shooting something again for at least four months, is my guess. Mm-hmm. But it's still constant work. You know, it's just yeah. the constant work of of getting it perfect and getting it in the right hands and getting it out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, post-production can be a bear, and then you have to score it, color correct it, and all that good stuff. And exactly. It, and that t- that can take a while. It's not a month process. It can take several months. 
So. Yeah, and then all those months too. You know, you're working on on getting the press out so that people are excited to see it. You Absolutely, know? So it's, it's pretty constant, but it's all worth it. I mean, I just I love the genre. I love I love these films. I mean, it's just it's all so worth it. So I want to ask you because you're in great shape and you stay in great shape. So is it a combination of I guess cardio, maybe some weight training kind of thing, uh, to kind of keep yourself in that kind of shape? You know, I I weight train at least. At least a few times a week, but mm-hmm. when I'm shooting, I usually won't train just because I'm expelling so much energy. I'm completely right, exhausted. Right, right. Yeah, and I don't usually do cardio as as a thing, but um, I get so much cardio in my life mm-hmm. and and filming things. I mean, I and then and then a lot of it's diet. It's, yeah, you know, eating high protein. I don't eat sugar. You know, I I actually gave up dairy for Evolution War. Because I wanted to have, I wanted my physique to be a little more lean mm-hmm. than in Rogue Warrior. You know, so every every film you kind of make a little adjustment. When we did the Time War, I actually backed off going to the gym because a lot of it set during World War II, and so I didn't want my muscles to be too cut. Right. So I actually, right. yeah. So so you're actually depending on what you're filming, you just make small adjustments in what you're, you know, what kind of activity you're doing and mm-hmm. and in your diet, and it's. it's yeah, I think I've, I've always focused on fitness and nutrition and stuff like that. So I think that it, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't think the chicken came before the egg or the egg came before the chicken. It's just all part of who I am. You know? Yeah, I hear you. If you had to pick between the two, either jogging or bicycling, which one would you pick? Mm, probably, I'll give you a variation. I'd probably do running. Like oh, okay. I love running fast. I, okay. I'm not really a jogger. But yeah. in this film, I get to run fast so much. I used to run on the track team. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Stuff like that. Yeah, so it's just really fun. I love running fast. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, lastly, I want to ask you, because uh, we've had a very interesting year in relation to women. It, it didn't start out very well. You know, some revelations came out about some people and the way they treated mm-hmm. women. That was not too good. But mm-hmm. you know, there was hope because last year's Wonder Woman that some myths were dispelled. Women directors couldn't produce a blockbuster. Uh, a woman actors mm-hmm. couldn't carry a film. And I mean, you've been doing it a while, so I mean, it's not new for you. But uh, do you do you feel the attitudes are changing a little bit towards women in Hollywood now? You know, I would say that uh, you know, on mass, that they are. But for me, uh, my father always raised me. He ran the largest power that mentioned in the world. And he always told me I could do anything that I wanted to do and that there wasn't any difference between men and women except for their outward appearance. And, and so I was kind of raised not realizing that there was a slight on women. And so for me, it's been kind of fascinating watching it because I don't feel like I'm a part of that because right. I always felt outside of that and separate from that myself. But since I brought attention to it in the last year, I do see it, you know, but I don't know. It's like, I mean, even with the films, I mean, I'm leading up, you know, what, seven or eight films over the last six years as a female lead, you know? And so it's like, I haven't seen that slight, but I think part of that does come from the tomboy nature. You know, I was raised, I was a very strong tomboy mm-hmm. and um, had two gorgeous, beautiful older sisters. And so I had no choice but to be a tomboy. <laughs> like, I, had, I had to be better at something. So I got really into sports and fitness and this and the other thing, but... I I do see that around me that there's beginning to be a little bit more equality, but I but I I would say I kind of have blinders on. 
yeah. as far as that went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that was a good, healthy place to be for me. Yeah. Well, folks, I can say, I can tell you for a fact, she does not look like a tomboy right now. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, <laughs> Tracy, a pleasure once again, and you know we'll be in touch. I'm sure this is not the last time we'll talk. And uh, you keep making those kind of films, and hey, you're you're playing in my sandbox, so to speak. So uh, I'll, I'll be in touch. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure talking to you again. And and as we get closer to Comic Con, let's shoot each other a message, and maybe we can meet up. That would be awesome. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Tracy. Have All a great day. Thank right. you. Great place to start is TracyBirdsall.net, and that's Tracy with an E Y and Birdsall B R I D S A L L. Sci-Fi Talk Plus, I've been telling you about it for a while. It's a great gift, not only for you, but also for friends and family. Now, 900 episodes, commercial-free, uncut, and even special programs. Best part, it is free, but only for a limited time. Just click on the link in the show notes for that free, limited-time, lifetime access. This is Tony Tolado.